All right, so how many of you guys like to play with fire? You guys like, you do, you ever do, you know, the thing where you touch the fire and you, you, you guys ever do that stuff? No? A few of you guys have done that? Hey, you run your finger through it and it doesn't really hurt and, yeah. Right? I'm like that too. You know, I like to, I know Harley's a, I'm, actually, you know what, I shouldn't put this on the Harley side because he will absolutely end up playing with it before the message. Yes, you will. We both know it. He is a pyro. He's worse than I am. So I'm going to move this over here. Oh, she's going to need that later, but stay. Okay, it's not going to fall for the moment. So, uh, so tonight we're talking about fire. All right, we're going to talk about fire. Any of you guys, I don't know if we have any Royal Rangers in here. Anybody, I know you guys might have come up through Royal Rangers. That was my favorite part of Royal Rangers was going out and starting to learn how to start a campfire. And, and they gave us a little cut and chop card, which I lost a corner because I didn't use my knife properly. But uh, um, they did. It's true. But tonight we're going to talk about fire. Like I said, we're in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. So we're going to read the first 12 verses of Acts, and then we'll, uh, we'll kind of get into this thing. I'm going to leave the fire there for illustration purposes. I still feel like it's not straight. It's fine. It's not going anywhere. Here we go. Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It'll be on the screen if you don't have your, your Bible with you. Uh, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, hence the fire. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were, staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of, the, each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Lib Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and con converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we all hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? So if you've been in an Assemblies of God church for very long, you've heard this scripture. This is one of our favorites. Um, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we always end up here in Acts chapter 2. In fact, back in the early days of uh, what was called the Jesus Music Movement in the 70s and 80s, there was actually a group called Second Chapter of Acts. They sounded like a hippie Christian band. Um, I've heard some of their stuff. And they were called Second Chapter of Acts, and this is what they were referring to, was, uh, was this, this passage, because this passage talks to us about when the Holy Spirit Spirit comes to us, and, and you know, for the, we've gone, this is our fourth week of this Acts series, and each week, you know, Jesus, before he left, he was talking about how he was going to send the Holy Spirit, and, and everything kind of leads up to this. This is the, kind of the defining moment in the, in, in Acts, in the book of Acts, because after this, it all is powered by the Holy Spirit. When we, uh, you know, the book of Acts is actually called the Acts of what? Anybody know what the book is actually called? I think we talked about this. In the first week. The Acts of who? Yeah, the Acts of the Apostles. Is, yeah, the book is really called the Acts of the Apostles, um, but some might even say it should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit because all the Acts of the Apostles come through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about, uh, about the Holy Spirit. We're going to start off really quick with just a few reasons why we need the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, the first one is this. It's for comfort. Any of you guys ever needed to be comforted? We probably all have. We've all had bad days where we needed to be comforted. That's what the Holy Spirit does. We know this because in John 15, Jesus said as he was, he was uh, 
prophesying the Holy Spirit, he said, but I will send you the advocate or comforter or encourager or counselor, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. That's the New Living Translation. All other scriptures are NIV um, tonight, but that one is NLT. So he said, I will send you the comforter. I'm going to send you someone to comfort you when you need it because he knew that the disciples were not going to have easy lives. If you read through the rest of Acts and through the New Testament, you know that most of the disciples got killed for their faith, okay? Uh, Peter, who's a major player in the book of Acts, uh, was crucified upside down. Um, John, who wrote uh, John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and Revelation, uh, was actually boiled alive and it didn't kill him. Uh, He lived through that, so that's unpleasant. He was boiled alive, but it didn't kill him. Like they tried to kill him by boiling him, and it didn't take. I don't know how that works, but it didn't work. So he, uh, that actually happened before he wrote Revelations. Um, and so, uh, you know, these guys, he knew they were going to have hard times. And, and you know the scripture, you've probably heard me quote it, that, you know, uh, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. This is the same thing. He said, you know, you're going to have hard times, but I've got the comforter coming here for you. Okay, the second reason that we need the Holy Spirit in our lives is as the confirmer, okay? And I'm not sure that's a word, but I found it, and I'm going to use it. Second uh, Corinthians 1.22, speaking of Jesus, said he set his seal of ownership upon us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. The, the spirit confirms or guarantees the things that were to come, the good promises. The Bible is filled with promises and prophecies, and Jesus fulfilled a lot of the prophecies, but the Holy Spirit works to guarantee those promises in our lives. It works to, to guarantee and to, to confirm those things in, in us, that we know we can trust those are going to be, this, be as they are because that's what the Holy Spirit is going to do. The Holy Spirit confirms the things of our lives. And then the third reason we need the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit serves as a convictor. Okay, this, you might, you might think of this word as, as conscience, okay? Not, not convict like you're in jail, but, but this is a conscience. I heard a, uh, a very wise, uh, theologian said, said this, said, a conscience is that still small voice that people won't listen to. Okay? That's a still small voice that, that no one wants to listen to. Now, if you're wondering who that deep, uh, theologian was, it was actually Jiminy Cricket. Um, Pinocchio, anybody? Anybody remember Pinocchio? Right? Let your conscience be your guide. Exactly. Hey, Taylor. Uh, so, so we've got, uh, you know, I really tried to find that part in the movie, but you can't find Pinocchio on YouTube, so I couldn't get that, that thing going. But, but yeah, you know, that's, and you know, I think it's interesting. I noticed this, I was looking at this, uh, this, this quote, still small voice. That term, if you know your Old Testament, should seem familiar to you because, of course, in, I think it's First Kings, the, the prophet Elijah God told him, hey, go to this place because you're going to hear my voice. Yeah, I'm going to, sh- the presence of God is going to show up. Anybody remember what happened? What, 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 what happened when he went up to that spot and, and waited for, uh, for the presence of God to show up? Anybody? No, something happened. There was a fire. Yeah, that's actually one of them. Yeah, it was. There was a fire, and uh, there was an earthquake, and there was like a, a hurricane force wind, and God wasn't in any of those. But then God came as a still, small voice. And so I think it's very interesting that, that the Walt Disney Company chose the writer of Pinocchio, chose that, that exact terminology that's straight from Scripture, 
um, to represent that. I don't think that's an accident, to be honest with you. I think that's on purpose. So the scripture we have here to back that up is uh, John 16:8. It says, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So he will tell us what we're doing wrong. Again, that's Jesus speaking of the Holy Spirit that's going to come. He's predicting the Holy Spirit's coming. So we know why we need the Holy Spirit. Let's talk a little bit about what uh, let's get a little more in depth with the Holy Spirit, especially as it relates to this fire metaphor. So we, we've got some things about fire that that, that we can use to, uh, to 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 infer some things about the Holy Spirit. God God uses the fire imagery as as the method for the Holy Spirit. He said in Acts two there that they were like cloven tongues of fire above their heads. So God chooses; He intentionally makes it so that fire is our mental imagery. In fact, if you see, like if you've ever seen the uh, um, the logo of the United, uh, no, the, the the Methodist Church. Okay, the, you ever notice the Methodist Church? They have like a flame in their logo. In their logo, that's what it's about. Okay, that's a. If you ever see the United Methodist Church, that's what the flame in their logo is referring to. It's referring to the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Kind of, yeah, we've got fire on the stained glass window. You're right, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, and that's, again, that's, that's not an accident. We've got the dove up there and the cross and the fire. Okay, so sure, um, the Holy Spirit, you know, descended like a dove, in one of the, but he's also a fire a lot of times. So here's the first thing about fire. The first thing is fire announces itself. Okay, this is your fill in the blank. Fire announces itself. When there's a fire around you, you always kind of know where it is, right? Like even now, I'm kind of keeping an eye on this candle, and it's a small flame, but... But, you know, you always kind of want to be aware of where the fire's at, right? And so it's the same way. You know, the Holy Spirit, when something is on fire, everybody knows. And so when somebody is filled with the Holy Spirit, it should be obvious. And they, people will know that there's something different. They will see a change in you. So fire announces itself. You have to keep your eye on it. And in the same way, we have to, we, it should be obvious when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, when we're on fire with the Holy Spirit. The second one is this, and this is not going to be a real long message, but the second one is this, fire attracts attention to itself, not what is burning. Okay, fire attracts attention to itself, but not what is burning. When you look at a candle, you don't think about the wick, right? Nobody cares about the wick on a candle. It's, it's, it's a candle, whatever. It's a wick, you know, a little piece of string, right? We're more concerned with the fire. That's the fun part. Nobody wants to play with the wick because when the fire's not there, the wick is not interesting. We don't care about the candle if it's not lit, right? There's no point. Candles with, without lit. So fire attracts attention to itself, you know, I mean, and, 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 and you know, of course, there's times when, uh, when it's burning something that we care about. We, we care about the thing that's being burned. But for the most part, that's not the case. And so when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and when we are showing that, when people know that, People should not be attracted to us, but they should be attracted to the move of the Holy Spirit. Okay, in our scripture here, Acts 2, 6, says, When they heard this sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because they heard each one, or each one heard their own language being spoken. See, they're in this, they're in this situation. There's all these people, and, and imagine like this. How many of you guys speak a foreign language fluently? Like fluently. Not you took one year of Spanish and you remember how to say, you know, I'm hungry, um, you know, fluently, right? I speak, uh, what, what do you speak fluently? Oh, oh, you're saying uh, sarcasm. Yeah, that's true. We all speak sarcasm fluently. You speak what? Click? I don't know. I actually do speak a little Ipeatinle. Uh, my parents, when I was a kid, you know how your parents do the thing where they spell everything so you can't figure it out? 
Well, Wes, I, Wes and I both learned to read fairly early, and we got good at spelling pretty quick. Well, I did. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. He's giving me a weird look there. I learned to spell pretty quick and early. I was trying to give him the credit there. Um, and so my parents moved to Pig Latin pretty early on to keep Wes and I from figuring it. Of course, we learned that. You know, I figured that out. It didn't take too long. Then they just started telling me to go away. But uh, <laughs> say that again. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Ob. I've actually heard of that, but um, <laughs> really, there's a language. What was it? It's called Esperanto. And uh, somebody tried to make it like a universal language, and it didn't take. And so now there's like eight people who, t who speak it. But one of them went to my church growing up, and we were getting ready to go to Costa Rica for a mission trip. And for some reason, they decided we should all learn Esperanto to go to Costa Rica. It's like it's kind of like Spanish, but not quite. And uh, I don't remember anything about it. The guy's name was Mark Haskell who tried to teach it to us, and I remember nothing about it. But I remember taking classes on Esperanto and thinking, what is the point of this? Because nobody else speaks this. But... Um, so, yeah, so uh, to get back to the point here, back to the story, you know, there's all these people. Imagine if we all started speaking other languages, okay, and, and, and people around heard that, and there was somebody from, you know, Egypt who was like, hey, you're, you're speaking Arabic, and I get that, and somebody from Russia, hey, when did you learn Russian? Like, that would be weird, and, you know, because that's exactly what happened here, but they weren't drawn to the people. They weren't saying, when did you learn how to speak this language, because they knew they didn't. They said, these are all Galileans. They don't know my language. They were drawn to the power. They were drawn to the power that had given them the ability to speak this language, okay? They were drawn to the Holy Spirit, which was, which was giving these people the ability to speak in other languages, and here's the third thing about fire that relates to the Holy Spirit. Fire is aggressive. Okay, fire is very aggressive. If you've ever seen a wildfire burning, you know, it's really, it goes right after the next thing. It doesn't waste time. You know, sometimes, well, okay, when we were at uh, um, Fogo de Chao in, in Orlando, like, I know, it was so good. Um, we all, we all sat there and, and like, it was like none of us wanted to leave, right? We kind of wanted to just enjoy what had just happened, right? Like, especially before dessert. We all just kind of sat there enjoying the meat, and none of us was, we all tried not to eat, like, too fast. We wanted to eat it all. But, but you know, and we do that. And you ever watch, uh, like, Discovery Channel or whatever, Animal Planet, when they've got the lion chasing down the, z the zebra, you know? And, uh, and sometimes, you know, the lion doesn't necessarily hurry through the meal. It kind of takes its time enjoying the meal. And we do that with a good meal. We do that. You know, when you're at McDonald's, you're just trying to eat it. But I don't often savor McDonald's. But, uh, you know, but sometimes you stop and savor your food. Well, fire doesn't do that. Fire does not savor that which it's devouring. It, it's very aggressive. It takes what it is and it moves on. Okay? And, and, and in the same way, we have to keep feeding the fire of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is not content to just do what it did last time. Okay? The Holy Spirit is not content to, to simply be as it was before, but the Holy Spirit is very aggressive and, and wants to continue to work in us, wants to keep doing something different, doing something new in us. And so then the question becomes, okay, so what do we feed the fire? What is the what is the flame or what is the, the fuel for our fire? Anybody what is the fuel for the Holy Spirit's fire? Energy? Prayer, kinda, maybe. Praise, maybe, kinda. No, I don't think happiness is a fuel for the fire. Say what? Worship? Yeah, you see, what the fuel for the fire is 
the thing that fuels the Holy Spirit, the thing that the Holy Spirit wants is, is us. It's not even about what we do so much. It's that the Holy Spirit wants us as a person to, to dig into it, to spend time with it, to continue to experience the Spirit in a new way. It's not just about, um, you know, d doing it once and then saying, oh, well, that was great. I'm glad I got the Holy Spirit, and I'll see you next year at camp or whatever. You know, that's not what the Holy Spirit is about. We talked about this last week. Or not last week, but right after camp, we had this discussion. You might remember, talked about firework faith. Okay, talked about faith that's like, you know, sometimes we have those big, the, the, the hell's gate or whatever it was called, the big hammer knocker, firework, and that's like camp or the youth rallies. But then the firecrackers, there's one a day. They're not as big necessarily, but they're what keep the fire going day to day. And so that's what it's like. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't want just the hell's gate or the hell's fire, whatever that big one was called. It doesn't just want the 16,000 pack of, of firecrackers. It doesn't just want the final showing. It wants the day-to-day. -day. It wants the 50-pack of the firecrackers. The Holy Spirit needs us daily and, and hourly to be a part of what He's doing and what He wants to do in us. And for some of us here, we may not have really experienced the Holy Spirit in weeks. Okay, maybe since camp, which was two full months ago. So we're going to spend some time in worship tonight. And Harley, will you hit that light over there for me, please? We're going to spend some time. At, you know, we're not done yet. Um, but we're going to spend some time worshiping. And I want you guys to not be worried about what time it is. I intentionally planned the night's service so that this point would come a little earlier than it normally does. The end of the message would get here a little bit quicker. Because that means we've got a little more time to, to linger. And so what I want to do, I want us to, to just spend some time worshiping. And if you know this song, you can sing along. But I'd rather you be really allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life. So I want everybody to stand up. I want everyone to stand up. And just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you have a prayer language, if you're with the Holy Spirit, begin to speak it out loud. Okay, begin to use that prayer language. That's the, that's the language that when we run out of words, the Lord gives us so that we can continue to, to worship and to be in communication. It's the language of the angels. And so we're going to spend some time here tonight just lingering in the Holy Spirit. We're going to spend some time just allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us. You know, we're going to finish this series in Acts in several weeks here, and um, we're only going to go through Acts chapter 2, but, but as you read through the book of Acts, and, and I hope you have or will at some point, um, if you're looking for something to read, Acts is, is a great place to start. Um, but throughout the, the book of Acts, we see Peter and Paul and all these other disciples. Paul's not even here, you know, in, in the part where we're talking about tonight in the upper room, but... Um, we see them continue to do these, these amazing things, you know, healings and preaching and, and, and miracles. And, you know, Paul gets bit by a snake, a poison snake, and it doesn't hurt him. And, and you know, and, and throughout all these things, they keep doing this. And, and, and that tells me that they didn't just get filled once and then, and then never, get, never go back. You know, I mean, if they got filled one time and they did, you know, they spoke in tongues and people recognized it, and that's cool, but, but we know that that couldn't have been the only time that they got filled with the Holy Spirit. We know because they continue to do these crazy things. We know that they continue to write books of the Bible that are, that are Holy Spirit inspired. And we know that, you know, they do all these miracles and they preach to all these people and people meet Jesus and they get saved. 
And it's because of a daily, recurring infilling of the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the things I really want to impress to you guys tonight. All of you have been to camp. I've seen, you know, most of you guys filled with the Spirit. I know that you are. But, but it cannot be a one-time thing. It can't be a once-a-year event. Roaring Springs is not the only place that the Holy Spirit lives. So I want to encourage you guys. I want to beg you guys to make sure that that regularly you're spending time in the, with the Holy Spirit. That whether it be on your drive to school, you throw on some praise and worship music, and you just spend some time praying in the Spirit. Whether it be before you go to bed or when you first wake up, or or when you're whatever it may be, whatever your time is. But if you want to see things happen, you want power to live the life that you know God has for you. You want to see your friends change. You want to see your school change. You don't want to know that you know you know the things that are going on in school and you want those to change and you want to see your teachers change. You want to see your administrators change. We have to get in the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. We have to be enjoying His presence and allowing Him to do what He wants to do in us regularly. And so as we begin to close this service, that's what I want to just impress upon you guys. I want to, I want to beg you again to be in the Spirit, not just here on Wednesday nights and on Sundays at church, or, you know, but, but daily we talk about the Holy Spirit being aggressive and hungry. And if you only ate three times a week, you'd starve to death. And yet we expect that to be okay for us spiritually you know come Sunday morning come Sunday night come Wednesday night maybe if you come all three of those you get between one and three meals a week that's not enough guys we have to get into it more often we have to be regularly spending time in the spirit it doesn't have to be an hour a day it doesn't have to be a half hour a day just like those little firecrackers it doesn't have to be a million grams but we have to keep the fire burning we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us daily Heavenly Father, tonight, God, I just pray over each student here, Lord. I pray that you would, God, just overwhelm them like the song says, Lord, that we would be overwhelmed by your presence. God, not just here, not just now, but, Lord, each and every day, God, as we go about our, our schoolwork and, and our jobs and whatever else, our time with our family, God, that your spirit would just overwhelm us, Lord. God, that every activity that we do, every event in our lives would be overshadowed by your presence, God. It would be for your glory. And that even when we're playing sports or, or, or doing our extracurriculars, whatever it may be, God, doing our homework, everything that we do, God, that your spirit would be in us and would be working through us. And so we'd be giving glory to you even through those events, through those activities. Heavenly Father, I pray for each need that's here tonight. God, you know what they are. You know about the physical needs and the and the, the emotional things and the relationship things. And God, you know what those are. I pray that these students, Lord, would be, God, as they get ready to go back to school, God, that, that they would Lord, be enthusiastic about it, as weird as that is. And if they're not enthusiastic, Lord, they rely on you for the energy, for the, God, for the uh, desire to do well and to be a light for you in their school, God, in their classes and in their activities and on their teams, God, and in their group work. And 
God, that you would put in them a desire to do, to be a representative of you, a desire to be a good example, an accurate mirror, reflector of you, Lord. God, that this would not just be another school year, Lord, but that you would work in their hearts, God, and you would use that to work in their schools and in their friends and in their teachers and administrators. God, I just pray over each student, Lord, that you would bless them and keep them. And God, that you would bring us back safely next week, God, and we move into the school year, Lord. You would just work in us, work in each of our lives, Lord. God, we thank you, we praise you, we love you. That's in your name we pray, amen. Amen. We do have video announcements to film, so we haven't done those in a few weeks. I'm kind of at the point where we don't need to do them every week, but we do. it's fun if we do them every once in a while. So it's been three or four weeks. So let's knock out some video announcements. Remember, if you've got, a, if you got song ideas, TV show ideas, you can even do more than one. Um, that would not be, I would not be opposed to that if you want to do more than one TV show and or song. Put it down here. Play requests can go in here as well. And uh, yeah, don't go too far. Let's film some video.